Hello? Do I... I have the noise data. Hello? I lifted up the needle from the turd table, and um, I can finish that part of the grum after uh, the thing is over. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. That was the overture from MAME. 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 Girdle. Eat it. I have to see it. I think, I think it's on. I'm going to test by whispering. Yeah, my noise gate is on. I believe it's good. 96 kilohertz and smells. And here I am. It's just me right now, ladies. I can't promise it'll be me the whole time, but I'm going to do my best. Wait, let me turn up my thingamajig holder. Everything's a holder. Everything's a holder. When my vagina itches, everything's a holder. I hate work. Work is the worst. Work is the worst thing on earth. I know that I'm very unusual in that regard, audience. Um, you make no sense. I do too, <laughs> stupid cunt. I do too. You make no sense. I do. You make no sense. You make I, no sense. I, 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 you make is, no sense. It's as fun as arguing with Hagatha. And speaking of uh, Hagatha, uh, the queen is dead. Next in line, play. Next in line, play. That's not the real next in line, please, lady, but it's... Uh, somebody imitating her. Next in line, play. Next in line, play. Next in line, play. I mean, they could have done it so easily. So much more easily. You know, in all this pomp and circumstance. Literally. Just, they just could have had one of those people with the big black hat saying, Next in line, play. And then it's over. And then Prince Charles, or whatever her name is. Next in line, play. Next in line, play. Yeah, Queen Dad. Next in line, play. Child, come here. Next in line, play. Charles, you come here, Miss Charles. You come here, because the Queen is dead. Next in line, play. They could have done the whole thing at Corner Bakery instead of the Buckingham Palace. Next in line, play. Next in, next, n- n- What? Next in line, play. Next in line, please. Next in line, play. Next in line, play. Clear audience means you can hear your guide. And that's not the most pleasant thing in the world because most people think you will hear it in a voice and you don't. You hear it sometimes, most of the time, like the chipmunks. It's a high chirping noise. Next in line, play. Yes, Prince Charles. Oh, Prince Charles is dead. Next in line, play. Oh, Prince William. William is dead. Next in line, play. Prince George, the world is over, everything's flooded, and so is my basement. You make no sense. You make no sense. By the way, I'm not um, using the chat room, but I only need to know if the stream starts working. Stops working, so just let me know, um, somebody, if that happens. Otherwise, I'm not finished turd. Um, I'm gonna finna finish turd. Finch turd. Oh God. A full blood Wait, that's not the way it's supposed to be. This is normal. I hate A full blood early in the morning no, and call no. an erection. 
I was just thinking about that clip this morning, Dr. Rebecca Liswood. I'm waiting for some mainstream YouTuber to steal this one from me or Beyonce. A full bladder early in the morning can cause an erection, and this is normal. I mean, a pussy, Mrs. Garrett. 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 I mean, a
I mean, I like not having background noise, but I don't like the way it, I don't know, never mind. I'm going to try it because I listen to my own show and I think it sounds better without the background noise. What do you think, audience, who never responds to shit? You know, it's like when I was, what was meaningful when Hagatha was on, was she talking about how nobody gives her likes? Well, like when I don't get feedback on this show, it's like not getting likes. Like, I don't know what the fuck, I'm talking to an empty box. I don't know what the fuck's funny and what isn't. So, you know, feedback is useful. But I can't threaten that I'll stop doing the show because I, I that ship has sailed. The audience ship has sailed long ago. It, I'm obviously not doing it for the audience. They do it for me. It's my therapy, my the rapey. Anyway, where was I? Where was I? There. There I was. There I was. Oh, no, there I was. Oh, I'm pissed on matter, but her fuss, her fucking pussy ass. I, oh, yeah, my colonoscopy. And then I have to read a letter from uh, Roger Schmaltz. Schmaltz Herring. Um, anyway. Oh, my God, I said anyway again. I'm going to go in circles. Anyway, anyway. I'm going to record myself saying anyway, so I don't have to say it here. I'm going to loop it. Anyway. Anyway, 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 I don't like it, but should I do it? Let me go to my QMix console and just turn it off to try it. I can always do a noise gate and post, but I just, I don't like it. It's too fake, you know? Well, I don't like having background noise either, though. Because then I'll, yeah, I'll obsess on the noise. What if I turn on the compressor? Yeah, I don't like the background. <laughs> I don't like anything. I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, I'm going to die. Well, we're all going to die, right? All right. I could tweak this. No, but I think it's good. Okay, so the attack is at one millisecond. The release is at 387. Right? Right? Of course, right. Anyway. Oh, my God, I said anyway again. It's fine, I just have to get used to it. I think it sounds better without the background noise, but we can try it again, audience. You know, there's just too much background noise. There's just too much. Like, And if I turn up the mic even more, I'll hear more of it. Let's see, let's see. And then I gotta tell you about my colonoscopy. Let's see, so we're at 30. Turning it up, up. See, that's really loud, right? So that's like almost, that's at 50. <laughs> I need to put it down to 30. Yeah, put it down to 30. I don't know, maybe I should try it this way. It's more natural, right? I don't know. No, I think I like it with the gate. It's just, it's just, it's like when I start talking, sometimes my, it interrupts my breath, it gets a little breathy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I, I guess I can do it, because Stevens, who I'm not paying attention to the comments, but Stevens is saying, um, that I could leave it off. 
God damn it. Now I don't know about my story. Oh, what was my story? Oh, I was talking about my um, my colonoscopy that you wanted to hear about, right? So, yeah, here's the story. Let me tell you why. So when I turned a certain age as a woman, I had to get a colonoscopy. At the same time, was just after my, my father had passed away of... Um, esophageal cancer which is a 2017 he died of that you know i can hear the background noise i don't like it yeah i don't like it dark chicken noise clear audience means you can hear your guide and that's not the most pleasant thing in the world because most people think you will hear it in a voice and you don't you hear it sometimes most of the time like the chipmunks it's a high chirping noise or I always call it the wuffle dust, the, the marvelous good energy. Little girl, little girl, little girl, little. We are beings. Um. Now I can. I don't have to say the word because I have it recorded. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um. So what happened is my father died of the cancer with the esophagus. And, you know, part of the reason might have been that he had he was a, a cigar smoker, but also his father had cancer, his mother had cancer, digestive, his mother, his father had a, some of lymphomas and whatever, plus his foot, you know, had to get whacked because it turned purple from cancer. He never went to the doctor for that. I don't know why. This is too much information, obviously. Um, you yeah. know, wait, hold on. Yeah. Um, so then, so after my father died of that cancer, when I went to the doctor, they asked about my my history with the, all the cancer and the family and all this. And, they, and when I told my father had just passed away from the esophageal cancer, they said, well, it's probably a good idea to get you the endoscopy because you can see if there's anything going on with you in terms of, you know, that, so that if you do have a little cancer that uh, or something we can, you know, sort of take care of it early or whatever. So I said, okay, so I, I did that. That was five years ago, and I they just found a little esophageal reflux, so I, I could take, they put me on the pantoprazole for that, which is some sort of a, 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 a anti-gadal medication. So, and, um, you know, so I took that, and plus, so... Uh, they have to check to make sure you don't have any like kidney side effects from that drug. Yeah, but he told me, he said, this is a lifesaver for people in your situation when you're at high risk for this cancer. You know, you take this medicine, it makes it much more likely to get it, and then we're going to check you every few years. So today, or yesterday, I had to get the esophagus uh, EGD, what is it called? Dirty Deeds, Dunder Cheap, Dungarees. Papa don't preach. Oh, I've been losing a lot of sleep. I really have. I couldn't sleep at all. I think it's that fentanyl or whatever. Not fentanyl. Propofol. The one that killed Michael Jackson is what they gave me for my lights out. I was weird. I dreamt of poppies. So I had to get that. Yeah. So so before that, I don't want to get to the poppies too soon. I used to have a friend named Lori Poppy. Her father was Ray Poppy and her mother was the Poppy Players. Now they're all dead. The Poppy Players was a children's theater out of Palatine, Illinois. Very fun. I wonder if they're still around. Probably not. They did children's plays. <sighs> Good on a wheel. I once I brought a pet rope named Ropey to their house. Um, 
And without missing a beat, her father, Ray Poppy, said, Oh, that's quite a rope you got there. What's its name? He knew right away that my rope had a name. Isn't that weird? Um, so, oh, this story's already getting just completely boring. I mean, not that it ever wouldn't be boring. I mean, it's a colonoscopy. What do you expect, right? It's a colonoscopy, right? Next in line, play. I don't like the background noise. I don't care what Steven said. Next in line, oh. play. I don't like it. I just don't like it. We're going to just experiment a lot today. Yeah, it's better for me right now. It's just when I talk. Maybe I just need to change the settings a little bit. I got initiated at a lower level. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> girdle. <sighs> girdle. Girdle. Skirt girdle. Skirt Trisha. Where was I? Oh, the girdle? Um, Right. Where is I? Oh, yeah, the colonoscopy. Thank you for reminding me. Self. So, anyway. Oh, my God. I hate working so much. Oh, these fucking projects. And I just get to the point where I think it's done. And then this guy, he's like, oh, you need to do this and change it to this. And even though it fucking pisses me off, I realize, you know what? It's actually a good idea what you suggested. So, I have to do it. And then it's like, ah, Microsoft applications for the lose. Just this work, 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 work. Shut the fuck up. Why am I still working? I'm too old. I'm too fucking old. I want to be British for one day like Stevens and get, um, or Canadians or whatever. And I need a monarch just for Monday because I want that day off like they get. I'm going to call in British on Monday and see if it works. I'm going to call in British and say, I am a British womb, womb man. I, we, uh, lost our, uh, monarch, so... Next in line, play. I need the day off. Next in line, play. We have not yet implemented the much simpler Madge Weinstein recommended... Next in line, play. Uh, transition, or what do they call it? Succession. Next in line, play. That's my succession, but they don't do that, so... I need a day off, I'm British and Jewish. Can you be both? I think I'm going to call off for Hoshirama this year, though. I'm going to pretend I'm religious. It's a new job. I'm religious. I need Hoshirama and Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur off because I am fucking Jewish and I need those fucking days off. What does that religion get me if not, you know, I get a death chamber? I should at least get a day off for a fucking death chamber. Next in line, play. Next in line. Next in line, play. Ma'am, can you hang up the phone, please? Oh, my Lord. Girls. Girls. Oh, the good old days. So what happened is I got a colonoscopy audience. I was so amazing. And so far, I've already been talking almost 20 minutes without even telling you anything, except for the fact that I got a colonoscopy over and over again. But I'm really challenging myself to do a solo grum without calling anyone. It's it's what I'm trying to do, and I'm finna do it, and I'm finna do it well, and I'm, well, not well, I would never do anything well, that's why I'm in hell. If I did things well, I wouldn't, I'd be, oh no, why is Reagan calling me? I, you're calling me on my cellular phone, Reagan? What What is that going to do? I can't connect that to my vessels. I'm talking to myself today, sorry, Reagan. Uh, I know that this bores you, but you're going to have to get over it, because I'm, I'm, I haven't even gotten to the beginning of my colonoscopy, and you're already calling me. So, no, no, we're not going to do that. I could turn off Do Not Disturb, and it would work. 
like on my computer. What does she want now? Let me read her text. Want me to call in, honey? I can call in. No, I'm. Thank you, Reagan. I appreciate that. I was. I asked Reagan, can you come on my show on Wednesdays? No, I work Wednesdays, and now I guess he he's British too because now he doesn't have to work on Wednesdays. The last week either. Oh, oh, I can call in. Oh, wait, I'd rather listen to Hagatha. But he didn't. This week he's calling. Oh, I can call it. Well, how come you told me you don't work? What you work? You're too busy Wednesdays to do grums, and now you're calling me when I have a grum on Wednesday. Is it because you don't want to hear about my bowels, Reagan's? If you don't want to hear about my bowels. Well, you're just shit out of luck because you're going to. I would say turn it off, but I can't afford the hit in my listenership. Don't turn it off. Listen to my bowel story. Listen to me. Talk about my fucking bowels, bitch, because that's coming to you soon. You're going to be that special magical colonoscopy age soon. I know you are. Anyways, so I went to the colonoscopy. No, okay. So the day before, so my colonoscopy is... 9 a.m. and they say 8:30, right? You gotta be in the office, and so the deal the deal is this: for like five days, and I have ADHD, so I didn't really listen to the instructions. But fortunately, I was able to Google them uh, from the um, the Kaiser Permanente. Um, anyway, but so a week or so before, no nuts, no nuts, no seeds, right? And then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I live without that. I told my wife, no nuts, no seeds. And then the 24 hours before is just, I think it's like three days before, no anti-inflammatories and nothing red. Nothing red or purple, maybe? Or was that 24 hours? I'm not sure, but I did the three days. So I don't I don't care. I don't take those anti-inflammatories anyway. I don't take pain colors. I enjoy pain. And, um, um, yeah. And so... Uh, you make no sense. Shut up, lady. Stop it with the candles. So then um, my vagina itched. No, so then, but then what sucks a lot more is that 24 hours before the procedure, which is an awful thing to call it, a procedure, because yeah, I want to call it surgery for work, but it's really not, so I can't. I can't be dishonest. Eh, 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 eh. So, um, so 24 hours before, all, just liquids, right? How do you survive on liquid? It's like fucking Yom Kippur again, except without, you know, the synagogue. And so I have to, uh, nothing, clear, clear. And even if it's clear, it, and it can't be red or purple. So it's basically apple juice and chicken soup for 24 hours and water. It's all I had. I was so irritated. And plus, oh, the worst part is they wanted to know my weight. And I had to tell them my weight because I'm uh, getting, you know, anesthesia. And if you don't, given the right weight, then they can kill you like Michael Jackson. And, you know, if I'm underestimating my weight. I don't want to be awake for this procedure, even though it might feel good. Well, if it was just a rectal uh, probe, I would I would underestimate my weight for that so I could, you know, be a little bit awake and feel the throbbing plastic item inside of me. But because I also had to get the oral, the endoscopy, I had to... Um, I didn't want to be awake. Can you imagine being awake for somebody, sh you know, shoving this huge pipe all the way down your throat to your esophagus? So I wanted to get the weight correct. I haven't weighed myself in over two years. Hadn't. I don't know what tense you call that past perfect participle or something. Whatever that tense is in the past where you're like, I, I hadn't back then. And so 
I said, oh, fuck, I need to weigh myself because I don't want to give him the wrong weight. And for some reason, the doctor doesn't weigh. So what I've been doing in my regular doctor is when I go there, I turn around on the scale. I said, don't you dare tell me how much I weigh. And I thought that that was a good diet, that denial was a good diet. And it turns out not so much because when I finally weighed myself at the gym on Sunday, because I needed to know, I weighed more than I've ever weighed in my goddamn life. Obese, 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 big as a house. And then I thought, wow, this denial diet doesn't really work, does it? Next in line, play. It doesn't work. Denial is a bad, bad diet. So I'm the fattest I've ever been. People say, oh, you look good, which is stupid because Americans are also fucking fat. They always tell you you look good when you're fat. If you lose weight, they say, oh, you have loose skin. Oh, my God, you look like you're dying. You look gaunt because that, that wonderful vowel sound gaunt. You look gaunt. Oh, do you have cancer? But if you're fat, oh, you look great. Are you dying? No, they don't care. So I weigh more than I ever weighed. And I go in, I get, so so I'm starving, and I only black coffee. I, I Yeah, they let you drink black coffee. It's horrible black coffee I'm from the stands. I get my horrible black coffee. And then at 5 p.m., the day of the procedure, you have to drink half of this huge, I guess it's like four liters of this liquid I told you about that you premix. I premixed my liquid, and it was disgusting. And it's a little lemony. Last time I got it, it was worse. It was less volume, but more horribleness. So um, so I drank, you know, you have to drink like one 12 ounce cup at a time and I drink it and it's cold and I drink more and it's cold. And then two hours pass while I'm drinking, I drank half of it, no bloat. Finally, I got the bloat going and I feel my stomach roaring and I shit it and I shit it and I shit it and I shit it. I think I have a recording of some of the duty. Let me see. I, I think I sent it to Cheryl. Uh, no, let me do. I have an audio recording of that duty. No voice. What is a voice record? What is a voice memos? Voice memos. Yeah. Audio hijack pro. No, 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 no. Voice memos. Monday. It was Monday. Was it Monday night? Let's see. Yeah, I think so. Now let's try this. Why isn't it working? Oh, I don't have that recording holder on. Hold on, audience. Hold on, audience. I'm going to play my couple of my squirty duties. There were a lot of them. I'm just going to play two. That was all from the butt. Oh, wait. Okay, I think this is another one, is it? Mm-hmm. It's all water. Yeah. I think it, that was the... I'm playing them out of order. This is the first recording. There was actually a lot of solid churds in this at this point. Mixed with wee-wee. But duty wee-wee, not from the vagina. From the asshole. And then just, to, I don't want to get these out of order, so just for the continuity's sake, this is the second one, which you already heard. Such a whoosh, right? Sorry at the background noise. That was all from the butt. Okay, now the third, the third, I don't know what this one is. Round two. 
So this is, uh, I got to give it a little bit of an introduction or an overture. Uh, so what happened there is I had to, um, I, I shed it all, I thought, and then I took a break from shitting. I was on the toilet like a half hour shitting all of this water. And then I took a break and I came back. It's quiet. Well, it's not clear. It's supposed to be clear before I can go. Yeah, it wasn't clear. It was brown. When I finally looked at the water after the first uh, break, it um, it looked like hot chocolate, hot cocoa. It was just a thick brown thing, which reminds me of the suction machine. I hope I remember that. And so, um, God, this is so much better than listening to Hag of the Talk About Her Roaches, isn't it? So that was that part, right? So then the worst, not the worst, there's so many worst parts. So then they tell you the next day you have to get up four hours before the procedure and drink the rest of the stuff and shit the rest of your conte out. So I get up at like 4.20 in the morning. I drink the rest of it, and it's like, oh. I drank it very quickly because I didn't have much time. And then I looked at the Kaiser Permanente site. They said you should be, you should drink all of it four hours before you leave the house. Well, that was a miscalculation because if I did that, I would I would have had to wake up at three. I didn't. So I uh, dutied, I drank the rest, and then I'm shitting, and I'm. But it was worrying me because, like, I followed all the instructions, but I was examining the toilet bowl after all of my bowel movements, and the 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 water was not clear. It was yellow. It was like a yellow churred color, but there were no solid churds. But there were these little like green things. They looked like yentles, and I'm like, why are these things? I don't know what this is. It should all be gone. These little green things. I just talked to this person I know named Ray, uh, Media Ray. He blogs about Latino music festivals on Instagram. And uh, I saw him. He said, oh, yeah, they had to cancel mine because I had a lentil soup, right? I had a lentil soup the night before. I didn't know. They said soup. They didn't know it couldn't be clear. And so the lentils, when the doctor came and checked my ass cunt, there were yentils there and they got to reschedule. I was like, oh God, I don't want that to happen to me because then, you know, what if the insurance doesn't pay and then I got to do it twice. I mean, it'd be great to have two days off, you know, for two different colonoscopies, but I didn't, I was worried. I worry about things. This is me, audience. I worry about every goddamn thing that can go wrong. So of course I'm obsessed about these little tiny green things in my turds, which I don't even know what they are still. They just look like little round green I wish Sylvia was here because she could describe them so nicely. Picking up dog, you know what? The little tiny green um, things, noise, yell. That's a big job. Do you know there's so many chickens on the other side that won't come down here? Right. <clears throat> so the, anyway, I, I got it done. It was still yellow and there were still green things when I left for the... Um, for the the office, the doctor's office, my wife came with me because you have to have somebody with you to pick you up after the procedure. So she came with me. We took the 36 bus. And I, you know, of course, I'm worried. Like, what if I shit myself on the bus? And then I get there and I still feel a little bloaty. So I used the toilet in the doctor's office as I was waiting for them to, you know, get me. And I still uh, had a little bit of water, but not much. So they finally call me. I get in there. 
and they put me in the rack. I had to take off my all my clothes and wear a little nighty. And then um, the anesthesiologist came, and she's also the transport apparently. So she trans. So they they I don't need to go into too much detail. I know I probably have already, but she put the needle in me. Um, she she put my IV on my my blood pressure cramp clamp. Mm-hmm. And then the the then she wheels me into the um and I'm I'm sort of abbreviated they're actually a nurse and a nurse anesthesiologist so I'm sort of combining them into one for brevity's sake which is not going to be accomplished uh, at all we're definitely thirty minutes into this story nothing's happened and really nothing does happen spoiler alert it's just me talking so I don't have to talk to Hagatha. And um, and it's a good story because it's not a good story at all, which makes it entirely appropriate for this. It's like when Rachel Kahn used to be on here and we would, she would tell me a story for an hour that had absolutely no point. That's what this is. It is what it is, audience. It is what it is. And that ain't much. Uh, so she gets me in there and I just got so nervous because then I started thinking about work and I'm like, I thought, I, I don't know why. I was like panicking about work. Like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And I thought, oh, I'm panicking so much about work. It's going to fuck up my surgery and then I'm going to die. And then the surgeon's there. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you about my COVID test. So I had to go in, uh, rewind, bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay. I go to the, I had to go the day before at like noon 30 to get a COVID test at the doctor's office because they don't trust anybody else's COVID test. I'm like, okay, and I keep in mind I had COVID around like the 10th of August or thereabouts, give or take. And so I wasn't really worried about it, but I have to get a COVID test. So I go in, I get my COVID test, I schlep, actually I took a scooter and then I took a divvy bike on the way home, which cost me like $12.50 altogether, but okay. I want, I love taking the scooter, it's real nice. Plus you get killed which is, you know, gives me hope, um, climate change and all that sort of thing. But so I, I, so I took the scooter, I got my, they said, we'll call you within an hour if it's positive. Otherwise you're fine. So she calls me, the nurse calls me when I get home. Guess what? Oh, you're, it's positive. Your COVID is positive. She said, have you by chance had COVID in the past uh, month? I said, yeah, I had it. And then she's like, okay, that's fine. Just come on in anyway for the procedure. I'm like, okay, well, what's the point of all this then? This COVID, I, I don't know. What's the point of the test? If it, they're positive, you just say, oh, yeah, I had COVID. It's fine, right? But it was a month ago. I don't know how I could still test positive. But so I, I at that point, you know, then she emails me a few minutes later. She says, I need proof of your positive COVID test. Well, it was a home test. So I send her a picture of my home test that I took, you know, which, what? I don't know why I did, but I did with the photograph date, and apparently that was fine. And then I took a, a COVID test, a new one, because I have my Barack Obama, or my Joe Biden. I'm not seeing I just forgot who the president was. Give me, at least I didn't say Trump. And I, I said, oh, my, I, I have these six COVID tests that the government gave me two weeks ago that are going to expire in a week. I can use one. Yay. And so... I did, and it was negative, not even the faintest red line. So I don't know why their test was positive and mine was negative. Maybe they did a PCR. I don't know, but I don't understand these COVID tests. I don't even understand. Does it work? What's the deal? What is the deal with these COVID tests? I don't know. I'm not a COVID denier like all these crazy assholes. I'm a big fan. I've had all the vaccines. I'm going to get the the double penetration one, whatever it's called, the DPV, double penny, right? I'm going to get the double double penetration 
double cock, a non-bottom MIA vaccine. I am going to get that on Tuesday. No, I don't know when, but I will. I want to wait till my natural immunity, which nobody knows anything about. Nobody knows anything about. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Nobody knows anything about it. Uh, natural immunity. How many times have we've had millions of people get COVID? Oh, uh, over a million people die in this country. We still don't know anything about natural immunity. Where is the data? I don't understand. Anyway, but I'm very upset because a lot of garbage countries are throwing us all this stupid, um, um, I don't know, mis- disinformation trying to kill us and it's working. And dum-dums like, uh, what is his name? Jimmy Dore or just retweeting all of this fucking propaganda that basically tells us not to get vaccinated so that we can fucking die. It's a weird kind of cold war we're having, but that's another story for another day. I have a, um, I have a, a, a secret list on my Twitter sheet called Useful Idiots. I don't share it because I'm afraid that they would ban me for calling it that, but it's all the stupid people that push the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I? So anyway, I get in there. Why did I go on such a huge tangent? Um, where was I talking about? When I, why did I tangent out? Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I get there. So the doctor's at his keyboard, and then he said something like to his nursing assistant, the the the, the, the anesthesiologist said, oh, uh, I'll be right back. I got to go to the hospital because the, my last patient had COVID, and so did his wife. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to sit here in this waiting room with my ass out, ass out. But he was back in like five minutes, and I'm so nervous. And I, Because she's going to give me that Michael Jackson medicine. Oh, and then the doctor says... He makes me, he reads me this thing. He's like, I just have to tell you that one in a thousand people have complications and it's possibly you could die, right? It's very unlikely. Like if you're one of those one in a thousand, then you probably, you know, you could have a burst thus and so, and then you, hey, you know, we would cauterize you and get your vagina out and prolapse, but you know, you'd still probably be fine, but you could die. And then he, you know, they say this while the anesthesiologist has her fucking needle, needle thing out with the, with the Michael Jackson killer which I saw Elvis, by the way, the Elvis movie, not too impressed. Like, oh, Elvis was a hero. He saved black people. Yay. Yay, black people loved Elvis. Thank God we have an excuse to put black people in this movie just to show how much black people loved Elvis. Um, And Tom Hanks is so ridiculous. Enough with her. Enough with her. Put her to bed. Put her to bed. Can we please have another movie star? Because she's fucking sucks. You, when Tom Hanks acts, we always know it's Tom Hanks. He can't, it's like you never get in the fantasy, oh, he's acting, he's someone else now. Nope, he's always Tom Hanks. Next in line, please. Anybody but her. And then they put all this face jelly on him and all this bloat. Like, why do you, nobody knows what the colonel looked like, right? So why do you have to go to all this trouble to make it him look accurate historically? You and Tom Hanks already looked like I did Google the Colonel. He, Tom Hanks already looked like him, so they just give him a big nose and a big blubber condom this, with these weird facial accoutrements like blubber everywhere, just so they can like what think they're gonna win a probable uh, win uh, some sort of an Oscar for makeup, and they probably will because people are so fucking stupid and ass kissy, even though it was shitty makeup. But that, and then he does this accent. I turn out he's supposed to be Dutch, and he does this weird accent that sounded more Polish than Dutch. But anyway, um, God, I'm too tangentialized for the world. Um, how about a Cheryl P. Just for a little bit of a segue? Maybe that would be good. 
And I didn't. Uh, let's see. I need to. I need to collect my thoughts. That was an old Cheryl dump. Yeah. Okay, one more since everybody wants to hear more of Cheryl's old duties from years ago. Why do I save duty? That's a stomach. It's not duty. Angry stomach. So I got the thing. I got the colonoscopy. So they, they give me the thing. And then, oh, I felt so good when she gave me the little injection for like three seconds. I'm like, oh, that's the stuff. And then I'm out. And then I dreamt of poppies. I dreamt I was at a, somebody's house and there were poppies. And I click, click I, I opened the poppies. And then uh, they woke me. And I saw the anesthesia lady. And I said, do you like your job? And she said, yes. And I said, that's really great. And then... um. And then I uh, farted a lot, I kept farting. And um, and then, you know, 10 minutes, I had to text my wife because they didn't even know they're supposed to. So I text my wife, I'm like, I'm done. And uh, they say, oh, you got to talk to the doctor first, talk to the doctor. And I so I get up, they say, you can put your clothes back on. I get up to put my clothes. And then I look down and there is a yellow maxi pad under me, a yellow with yellow duty water. Yellow duty water that I had, the same color, I knew it was mine because it was the same color that was in my toilet the day before and in the morning thereof. I don't know if thereof is right. So that was my, I was a little embarrassed, but I still took a picture of it and put it on my telegram and sent it to my several of my closest friends, uh, which really aren't that close. But since I don't have that many, you know how it is. Maybe. So, maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah. 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 That's right, Barbara Walker. It was shit. So I go to talk to the doctor. The doctor says, well, everything looks fine. It's pretty much the same as last time, you know, but they're going to do a biopsy on the GERD to make sure it's, I don't have Barrett's esophagus, which I guess is the precursor to cancer, which even if I have that, it's not a big deal because that just means you have to um, finger your cunt a little more. You monitor it and, I guess, scrape out the cancer, whatever. I'm old. Um, but, no, it's fine. Everything's good. So... I think I had one prolip, and they took that out, so nothing in the bowels hurt, and I farted the whole rest of the day. I was very bitchy, and then they said, the nurse said, no wine for the rest of the day, no marijuana, or nothing else sedative-wise, because if you do that, you won't be able to go to work the next day, because it'll combine with the, um, with the anesthesia to make you um, confused. And I thought, well, that's really nice because then I could not go to work today, which I did. I did go to work today. And, um, right. So anyway, so that's the story. So I told you it would end up with no point. It had none. But now I can, uh, so that's been 45 minutes of that. And now I'm, uh, it's time to read a letter from Roger Smalls. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tommy Bahama. Why do I get Tommy behind my emails? I don't want an email from her. That's some Cheryl shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Bahama Maritime Journey. Tommy Bahama Maritime Journey 4.2 ounce cologne, $24.99. Okay. I got a press release from uh, Michelle Lee uh, 
From stuntwoman to leading actress, Michelle Lee talks new Paramount series. I get all these press releases for podcasts. Like, I'm supposed to want to interview people that are boring when I can talk about my colonoscopy? What are they, nuts? What are they, nuts? Okay. By the way, I paid two years' worth of my phone bill today, $675. I'm on my sister's plan, and I had to pay up $675. It's basically $25 a month. Not bad, right, from, for, for a mobile, right? That's not bad. And by the way, I still use the T-Mobile home internet. It's not bad, $50 a month for that. And knock on wood, it's been pretty solid. I'm pretty happy with it. And yeah, it's been good. It's actually had less downtime than my RCN or whatever it's called. They changed the name to Astrology Broadband Astound. All right, let me find this letter from Roger, Roger Smalls. Okay, Okay, this email, I, I really wish I could have Bleary read it, but Roger doesn't like it when I do that, so I'm not finna. Um, God, she sent me to three different emails. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, that one. Oh, that one. And that one. Okay. Uh, next time, Roger, you can also send it to bloatedlesbianjew at gmail.com if you're going to get, you might as well just send it everywhere. Uh, this uh, email is entitled X Marks the Slut by Roger Smalls. Dearest Madge, no punctuation, no comma. I'm not sure if you heard the news, but the queen, trademark, died last week because she is old as hell. I think you meant she was old as hell. The royal carcass is currently on tour around England in a stretched limo whilst on a nation mourns, sorry, whilst a nation mourns and corporate marketing teams clamor to offer her their heartfelt condolences with queen-themed memorial discounts. Hashtag royal lives matter. The mood in the country is one of unity and coming together. In England, our royal family encourages patriotism, which brings us all together whilst ignoring our political, sexual, and gastrointestinal differences. Now, I don't think Roger knew that I was getting a colonoscopy, so he's therefore psychic. I know Americans don't have royalty other than Oprah, and it got me wondering what patriotism looks like when you only have politicians to rally behind. Surely that would be dividing people, not uniting a country. Wait, I have to read that sentence again because my mind went somewhere else. I, I was thinking, well, what, if, what happens if I get done early? But I won't. I know Americans don't have royalty other than Oprah. Oh, no, we had the king. I watched Elvis. We had the king, Roger. The king, Elvis. I remember when Elvis died. I'm old enough to remember when Elvis died. When Elvis died, everybody said the king is dead. That's what they actually said. The king is dead because Elvis was the king. And this fucking queen is just like the king, except she didn't do anything. She didn't fucking sing. She just walked around with her fucking purse and her cucumber cakes all the time. Whatever. Um... Uh... It got me wondering what patriotism looks like when you only have politicians to rally behind. Surely that would be dividing people, not uniting a country. I don't believe in patriotism. I had this argument with somebody, a British a fan of the show, actually. And she was yelling at me because I posted some shit about the queen being horrible, sucking, you know, because of the empire shit. Something I clipped from democracy now, I don't remember. And he's like, oh, but, you know... You you know patriotism this and that. And I'm like I don't believe in patriot. Nationalism is bullshit. Nothing causes war more than nat nationalism. So, 
fuck that. I don't know. I'm too tired. My colonoscopy talk to really go into much detail, I guess. But yeah, who cares about fucking uniting a country? Well, I don't know. I guess you should unite a country when you're being attacked. But yeah, that makes sense. But maybe you can unite a country without being patriotic. You know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, you can unite people without being patriotic or nationalistic, right? Because nationalism just invites war. But you can, you know, unite people as a whole. I mean, you can unite, unite people across the globe too. Everybody should be peaceful and together and then you don't have to fight. You know, and you, and you can accept your differences, you know. So you can you can be friends with people who are different from you. I have friends who are Republicans. I have friends who are Trump supporters. And you manage, you know, you can't just cut people off. I mean, you can, of course. Would you describe yourself as an American patriot, Madge? Is it racist to be patriotic? And why do patriots dress in baggy clothes covered in flags and eagles? Well, to answer your second question, because they're... Um, they're non-binary patriots. Non-binary people wear baggy clothes, Roger. And sometimes flags and eagles are all they have at the thrift store. So I think you're confusing. Um, I think you're going a little bit J.K. Rowling in your trans and non-biphobic, non-binary phobia, Roger. Uh, because uh, this, is a, this is what they call a dog whisper, dog whistle. And you're trying to attack non-binary people for wearing baggy clothes by implying that they are patriots. They are not. Maybe some of them are. I haven't met too many non-binary patriots. When they wear those clothes, they just wear whatever they can find. If you look, want to go, if you ever want to see a lot of non-binary people, like you want to hit on people that don't fuck, then you should go to the. Um, the thrift store, go to the Salvation Army or whatever you have over there in, in Britain, Roger. I don't know what people do for thrift stores there. Do they have them in Britain? I don't know. It'd be interesting to do that. I've never gone to thrift stores in other countries. I don't know that I've ever seen any. Like, do people sell used clothes in other country, or do they just give them to their kids, their minions? Uh, but that's interesting that you say, you asked me that after I had already, I haven't read this email, so I didn't know you were going to delve into patriotism. Uh, do, would you describe yourself an American, as an American patriot? Of course not. Is it racist to be patriotic? Well, we've discussed the non-binary clothing. Is it racist to be patriotic? I don't know. Maybe. I hadn't thought about it, right? Maybe it is. It feels racist sometimes. I think a lot of racist people are patriotic, and you can enclose your patriotism your racism in patriotism very nicely. It fits in there like a glove. Patriotism fits inside. I mean, racism fits inside uh, patriotism very nicely, but I'm also talking out of my asshole right now. Um, you make no sense. Right. I'm talking out of my ass right now at this point. I don't know. Is it racist to be patriotic? Sure. I mean, patriotic is just such a stupid thing. You know, I just, I just don't think nationalism is helpful. I mean, and I think there is a difference between people being united and like, for example, we have huge divides in this country and it's causing a lot of problems. There's a lot of people dying right now because of all this disinfo I was talking about earlier with the COVID stuff. I've seen such horrible disinformation. You know, Jimmy Dore is spreading a bunch of garbage trying to tell people that, 
you know, these new vaccines are bad because they they weren't tested properly because they were only tested on mice. So is that fucking horrible Russell Brand who I can't fucking stand. But what they don't tell you the whole picture that if you tested, if you waited for full human trials, then the, you couldn't use the drugs. It would be too late. It's, and they do the same thing with the flu vaccines for years. And you either tr- you you can trust the scientists who say this vaccine is close enough um, to to the previous vaccine that we know it's safe, or you you don't. But the problem is they're spreading all this disinformation, and by being uh, disunified, it sort of invites these sorts of uh, clashes. I guess I don't know what I'm saying. I'm I guess what I'm saying is a discomforted. Uh, no, a, a sort of ununified, disunified population invites disinformation, you know? So a protection against an attack, and I do believe we're being attacked by foreign states through disinformation campaigns that operate through organizations such as the Gray Zone, which is a propaganda washing machine, laundry machine that people like um, uh, Russell Brand and... Uh, that other dickweed Jimmy Dore feed off of. They just they just suck on it like a fucking horse cock. They just drink the fucking disinformation from the gray zone, which comes from Russia and China, and they fucking slurp it down, and then they spew it out to millions of people, and they, you know, and the the sort of disunified population can use it to own each other, saying, aha, look at this. But if we were unified, we wouldn't have that. But I don't see that the same thing as patriotism and nationalism. I think those things are kind of bad because that sort of creates war. Like I'm different from you, therefore I should fight you. I'm a co- I'm a country, you're a country. There, no stop. You know, I, I hate you. You know that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I ser- okay. Let's keep reading, Roger. I searched Google uh, for what American patriotism is, and it kept coming up with a man smashing up Parliament dressed as Jamiroquai. Then beating up a police officer to death with a flag. How did you hear about our, the news of our queen? And are you sad? Roger, well, first of all, I agree. I like your Jamiroquai uh, comparison. I had never heard that, but it does look like Jamiroquai a lot, that guy. Um, yeah, that's patriotism. Sure. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. Sure, why not? I'd go with that for patriotism. The July 6th, January 6th. Sure, that's patriotism. Why not? It's stupid. Gotta get a glass of water. You would have heard it if I hadn't had my noise gate on. Uh, How did you hear about the news of the queen and are you sad? Uh, No, I'm not sad at all about that queen. I mean, I just don't give a fuck. It's weird to me that I see people like that are more upset. Strangers get more upset about... This is just what I think. Maybe I'm wrong. In general, I see people get more upset than, about people they don't know who die than people like maybe their third cousin who died. Like if you say like, uh, for example, my mother told me that um, uh, what's his face died. So I don't remember his name. And I was like, yeah. And why should I care more about the queen dying than cousin? What's his face dying? You know what I mean? Like people get so you don't fucking know the bitch. You don't know the bitch. So don't make it like, oh, she's part of your culture. Oh, bullshit. When Ronald Reagan got shot, I was so happy. You know, I was like, oh, please die. And then he lived. And now the person that shot him is out. And I wasn't alive when Kennedy died, I don't think. Maybe I was. But, you know, but I don't think I would have fucking cried. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's it's I don't know. Some of this is just stupid. 
like just dumb marketing shit like what Roger was talking about. How did you hear about the... I, I mean, I was on a, a Zoom call with my colleague. We were talking about um, computers or something. No, we were talking about... Uh, <clears throat> girdle. We're talking about light. Uh, she wanted to get uh, one of those LED lights so that she could look pretty on her camera. And I was telling her we were looking at things on Amazon. And then as soon as I hung up the phone, I got the uh, the push notification the queen is dead. But we knew she was going to die that morning because they said she was, you know, in the news. Oh, she's, you know, these bitches are going to suck on her teats for the it's, it's, uh, bowel, mo bowel movement, that castle in Scotland. So she died in Scotland, which is kind of hilarious. I think it's funny. She died in Scotland, which is trying to get out of her out of her grips i think i don't know whatever the the thing is like for i understand british people mourning the queen i guess even though it's stupid but with all the the colonialism that she did and all that crap it just seems silly it's such a waste of money but when i see americans mourning the queen like we went to great effort to get out from under that anarchy and like she ain't your queen bitch and then these canadians they get a free holiday for they get a day off i'm gonna be british i want to be british like i said for hosharama maybe get two days off british hosharama day i don't know if i'm talking i know i'm not talking sense i'm just trying to fill time audience uh i often hear you were so i was sitting i'm gonna say no i was sitting in the same it's the same way i heard about 9 11 i sit in my fucking computer at home saw 9 11 happen sitting in my fucking computer at home queen's dead why should I give a shit? She was 90, what, 96? Like, nobody knew she was going to die. I kind of thought she was hanging on until Charles died so that she could go straight to O'Henry or whatever his name is, the other the other kid, the bold one. I don't fucking know. It's just I really just don't give a shit, I guess. But I do give a shit, you know, so this argument I had with this person, he basically said, you know, the, it's a constitutional monarchy, dumbass. The queen has nothing to do with all those atrocities and all the colonialism. I'm like, okay, well then, so she might as well just be a shopkeeper in Greenwich or whatever those fucking, you know, some city and, right? So she has no influence. My point is she has influence, right? She has influence. She must have influence. She's the fucking queen. She did nothing. She has this ability to override parliament if she wants to, from what I was reading, but she's never exercised it. You know, I didn't really hear her protest anything or say a goddamn thing. So she's just some old bitch. Who gives a shit? Right? I, I just don't care. It's hard to care. Am I a sociopath? Maybe. Okay, Roger. I often hear you reference size queens. Are these fat women? Yes. Lady Bunny is one. Now I must go and weep. Roger Smalls. Set up for Outlook for Nokia. He still has a Nokia phone. Well, it's uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time, which means I've accomplished an entire hour of this shit. I've accomplished it. I think most of it was me talking, but there was some Angela Lansbury. Uh, I'm going to play the rest of that album, and I'm going to eat a dick. Just kidding. Uh, let me see. How do I... I'm going to play the rest. I hope it goes back to where it was, audience. The Needle. Hope you enjoyed this, me talking. People wanted that. Pedro wanted that. Maybe no one else did. Give me feedback for once. Someone. Oh. Uh, name. I'm 
Bye. 
I'll make this vow, my little love, that on the last day of your life, you'll be smiling the same young smile. You're smiling now, my little love. If you wake up every morning and you pull aside the shutter and you promise me that these'll be the first words that you utter. Open a new window, open a new door, travel a new highway that's never been tried before. Before you find you're a dull fellow, punching the same clock. Walking the same tightrope as everyone on the block The fellow you want to be is three-dimensional Soaking up life down to your toes Whenever they say you're slightly unconventional Just put your thumb up to your nose And show them how to dance to a new rhythm Whistle a new song Toast with a new vintage The fist doesn't fist too long There's only one way to make the bowls stay Simply travel a new highway Dance to a new rhythm Open a new window Oh, Vera, I can't wait to hear that overture. Tell me about the show. Well, well, it's this terribly modern operetta about a lady astronomer who makes a universe-shaking discovery. little secret I'd like to impart that I hope doesn't give you too much of a start. Though it's shocking, it's completely true. I know it isn't gossip or rumor, of course, for I've had it from quite a reliable source, and I'd like to pass it on to you. Lady, 
A lady with lipstick and a curse The cow that jumped over cried Who jumping Jehovah I think it's just one of the girls She winks at the stars From her bed of green cheese That isn't a nightgown It's a Saturn chemise Oh, her friends Are the stars and the planets She sends the Big Dipper a kiss So don't ever offend her Remember her gender The man in the moon is a You're my best girl And nothing you do is wrong I'm proud you belong to me day is rough for me having you there's enough for me and if someday another girl comes along it won't take her And brave and strong There's nothing we two can't face If you're with me Whatever comes We'll see that trouble Never comes And if someday Another bow comes along Determined to take your place I hope he's resigned To falling behind Day when everything, 
need to have her nipples pinched. 